Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 102. And today with me is Susan Vincent. Sue, I am so excited. Do you know what's happening this coming Saturday, August 8th. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Our Tech Coach Network, our Tech Coach Live, we're going to spend the whole day just talking about tech coaching. That is right. Mark your calendars this coming Saturday, Tech Coach Live, right here on TeacherCast. You can, of course, find all the, all, all the information and watch it live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Periscope, you name it. Head on over to TeacherCast.net slash Tech Coach Live today. We have a great lineup of speakers for you guys. And you know what, Susan? We are not done yet. I know you're probably listening mm-hmm. to this show on Monday morning, maybe Tuesday morning. We are still looking for presenters. And here's how we're imagining this conference working. Number one, this is not going to be a sit and get. This is not going to be no. watch a tech coach and his or her PowerPoint. We are building this with roundtable discussions. Think about it as a gigantic podcast split off into 10 or 14 different topics. We are looking to put sessions together on tech coach relationships with parents, with teachers, with administrators. How do you get hired as a tech coach? How do you prepare new teachers for orientation? How do you work on that first month? And I got to tell you, so we had a lot of great feedback this past weekend at our weekly Wednesday tech coach roundtable. I got a lot of great suggestions that we're going to be putting into this event. We had an amazing event with Microsoft. We had an amazing event with Google, and this event is going to be absolutely awesome. Guys, if you're a tech coach out there listening to this, please tell your friends. We're going to be doing an amazing Tech Coach Live on Saturdays, too. I got to say, I'm excited about this. I don't know if you can tell. Oh, yes. I can never tell when you're excited. But I'm with you. I'm very excited. This so is check be it awesome. out, teachercast.net slash techcoachlive. That's going to take you directly to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can you can hit the subscribe button. You can hit the reserve button. You can make sure that you guys get notified. Also, if you guys are on our newsletter, we're going to be sending stuff out to all of our tech coaches. We are looking forward to that. And Stu, I got to say, here's here's big announcement number two. You ready for this one? I'm ready. We have just officially launched the brand new and free Tech Coach Network online 24-7 Tech Coaches. We are looking to build this thing into being the mecca of all Tech Coaches networks. But, you know, seriously, look, I know many of you guys out there have little groups. I don't want to say little. That didn't mean the right way. But, I mean, you guys have groups out there that you are building, that you're a part of. We would love to join you guys. We would love to work with you guys. If, you are, if you're out there and you're working with other tech coaches, whether it be in your community, your town, your district, we would love to have a platform where all tech coaches can come together and build this. So we have teamed up with some great uh, um, uh, ed tech companies out there and more are coming on constantly. Um, we are trying to build a home. 
We're trying to build a nice little sandbox for all tech coaches to come together where we can talk, we can collaborate, we can we can share resources, we can promote each other, we can all those great things. And so, you know, we've been beta testing this for the last couple of weeks. Right now, we have a really nice, and I'm going to say this, family of tech yes. coaches out there. It's really, really awesome to see how everybody's collaborating and getting to know each other. Yeah, a great group is forming. It's great. It is. So, you know, it's it's at its infant stages here, but I am so excited about the possibilities. I know many of you, you guys out there have your, you know, tech coach groups out there. We would love to work with you guys, meet you guys, create a sandbox together so that way everybody can learn from each other. Check out that stuff and look for information on our website or if not, just find us over on Ask the Tech Coach on Twitter. We would love to help you guys and have you guys join the uh, the Tech Coach Network as we're building it. It's going to be pretty awesome over the next couple of months. I am so excited about this. But before I get to that, Sue, how are you? I know you're back at school. You're doing the mask thing. You're taking pictures. You're, you're helping teachers out. What does school look like in the summer of 2020? Oh my goodness. It's, it's going smoothly and coming together. Our one campus, um, which is across the river from us from Louisville, Kentucky and Indiana has already started school. And then um, our three Kentucky campuses for our Christian Academy school system, we're going to be starting. Um, the plan is in a couple weeks. Um, and we have, you heard on last week's show, some of the um, safety measures we have put in place and we're masking and social distancing and, um, doing all that good stuff, trying to keep everyone healthy, but still trying to come together as best as possible for class. We have the virtual option going on, so I'm working hard with um, three elementary teachers who will just be focusing solely on teaching virtually, so that's all coming together, and I, is everybody you know, healthy? we'll see how it goes. Like, everybody is healthy in my circle of no, co-workers and friends and no, family, so. No scares, no nothing like that, right? Not so far in, in my circle. Thank thank goodness. Nice. Okay. Well, that, that's important because, you know, look, there's a lot of stuff going on for tech coaches these days, right? And yes. one of the things that tech coaches are more and more asking us about, and we talk about this a lot in our Wednesday weekly meetings, is the need to create high-level and quick um, instructional content, both at the tech coaching level and at the teacher's level. So today yes. we're going to be discussing many, many strategies for doing this. So I know in my district, I'm being asked to create virtual videos and physical videos. I mean, I'm sitting here working yes, on how here. to plug a simple video. How do you plug a camera into a Chromebook? And then how do you switch the settings? I know Same that here. you guys know where I am, right? There's <laughs> a lot of these videos. So when we're looking at this, what makes a good video? Like these things don't have to be professionally produced. They could be done on your phone. What what what, what do you think of when you know if you're making a video, what are your goals? Just get it done, get it out there, or spend six hours editing. Uh I tend to be more get it done and get it out there and make it small, quick and to the point, you know, as teachers, as tech coaches, and even our students, you know, we're not going to sit there and listen to something that's, you know, sometimes even five, eight, 10 minutes long. If you can do it as quickly as possible, get to the point, use that relationship and rapport that you already have, be yourself and get it out there. You know, don't change your personality in the video and try to be more professional. Just be yourself and present the information. And, and I always find, this is coming from me, this is kind of weird, less is more. 
Absolutely. Right. You don't need, I'm, I'm saying this to remind myself because I have a bunch of videos later on, right? You don't need to have 30 second intros to do a 20 second how to. Sometimes the video could just be, hey, welcome to Google Docs. Push this button. Thanks. Yeah. I just make it as simple as, hey, it's Susan. I'm coming to you with a tech tip and here we go. And you and know who does it really minutes. well? I, I, one of the things that I get a chance to be, to participate in is the Google educators group leader division here. And, and we've been tasked. I don't know if these, I don't I don't even know if these are public yet, but we've been tasked on making a series of short videos, one minute long, no minute, no longer than like 90 seconds. And, and this amazing group of educators from around the world, we are launching with Google education about 50 different how-to videos for both aimed at teach, sorry, aimed at students and parents, right? Yes. And they're simple things. How do you start a Google Doc? How do you add text to a Google site? How do you add an extra page to a Google slide? How do you add an image to a they're basic, basic things? But these are the things too, as a tech coach, I'm either gonna make times a hundred for my district, or I'm gonna go out and find these on YouTube and you're not going to find YouTube videos like this because they're all going to be longer, not geared for you. But, you know, these the Google Educator Group and Google Education have done a great job at creating simple one-minute videos. And I'm telling you, there's been about 50 created so far. I don't know if they're launched yet, if they're coming. You know, it, it, it's, it's you know, July 30th as we're recording. So I don't know when what, what the plan is. But I know Google just looked at us and said, we want more. Keep making more. So yes. look for these things. Look for them if they're out. And, you know, it's it's about what the product looks like, Sue. Absolutely. And think about good teaching practice. You know, whether you're teaching face-to-face -face or doing it on video, you know, good teaching practice is not a long, drawn-out lecture where they're going to have to sit and take notes. It's quick-to-the-point mini lessons who where the students are going to be engaged or if you as a tech coach are tutoring teachers on a tech tool, quick, less is more. One of the ways to get there, though, is to have the right equipment. Now, we're very big here on saying it's not the tool, it's the resource and all those different things. But today, I really do want to focus on some of these tools because some are good, some are great, and some can be used in a variety of ways. I mean, a few yes. weeks ago, we did our great video, I forget what we call it, video debate, where we were looking at Google yes. Meet, Google Hangouts, Zoom for Education. I want to bring you guys back down to that episode. I'll make sure it's linked. I forget, honestly, what number it was. But, you know, there's many people out there that are using these for our virtual conferences. Teams, Meet, seem to be the two biggie. I know you're, you're, you know, you're big into Zoom. Um, Let's just kind of talk about this for a few things. Mm -hmm. um, these are tools that maybe a teacher has the option of using, but a lot of these times when you're talking about you know virtual classrooms, these are district-based decisions. Yes, very much. And a lot of that, a lot of times, depends on money and um, you know equ uh, making it equal equal across the board and. You know, in a lot of our considerations in figuring out a tool and we ended up going with Zoom is just, you know, user friendliness for the families out there. If you're doing remote learning at home, ability to quickly 
you know, get them connected. Now, how so, is things going for, for Zoom? I mean, a lot of school districts right now, and I'll say I love Zoom. I, I'm a paid user of Zoom. But at the same time, Zoom is going away for many schools because they can't afford it. The, the unlimitedness of Zoom is now dropping back to 40 minutes without breakout rooms, without, you know, premium features here. We, of course, we've been blessed to be able to afford it and have purchased the educational version. So for us, that extra um, cushion of security has been huge for us. And then with our middle school and high schools, we're doing um, something called, we're calling that uh, different than our elementary synchronous learning, where the teachers are teaching live in the classroom and those who choose to stay home are just zooming into the class and listening to it that way. So the paid version of Zoom has allowed us some awesome tools. We use Canvas as a learning management platform for our middle and high school. So it's connected right into Canvas and allowed us to create a virtual classroom in Canvas using Zoom as the as the um, launching tool. So the premium version of Zoom has allowed us many um opportunities to be successful face-to-face -face and um, synchronous. Let's talk a little bit about the creation tools, right? This is really where I want to spend the most of our time today. And if you guys have a creation tool out there that we've hit or that we haven't hit, please reach out to us on Twitter and let us know. We'd love to put together a big PDF or something like that that we're going to share in our Tech Coaches Network about why we would want to go in some of these directions and why we wouldn't want to go in some directions. I'm just going to do a little round robin here with you here, Sue. So when I'm looking at, at, at video creation tools, let's talk about the screencasting tools first. Screencastify. Do you use it? Would you recommend it? Talk to us a little bit about what your thoughts are. Yeah, this is the one that we recommend the most highly. Um, and then we'll talk about the other one in a few minutes. You know, I'm a huge user of Screencastify. We are a Google school, so it connects seamlessly in conjunction with Google Drive. I mean, obviously, when you make the video, it saves right to a folder in your Google Drive. And then just the sharing options right there from Screencastify are seamless. You can create the shareable link and send it that way. You can download it. You can post it to YouTube, so it's very easy that way. And the free version allows for five minutes. Now, we've got some pros and cons listed. So maybe in my mind, you know, the free version is awesome. It allows you five minutes. But then to some people, that may be a con. But go back to our previous conversation of good teaching practice, less could be more. Um, but the premium version is um, very reasonably priced. And, you know, it allows you for unlimited recording time and also gives you some editing tools that you can use to cut and trim and do all that good stuff. What about you, Jeff? You know, I love Screencastify. We've had them on the show. I've been using it. And much like other ones, we can, we'll, we'll even, you know, I hate clumping things, but Screencastify, Screencast-O-Matic, Loom. These are great tools, right? I, I use them all. I use them interchangeably. I love the fact that these different tools, you know, look differently, act differently. And many of them are very robust, both as a free tool and as a paid tool. I know getting back to those Google educator groups, one of the requirements was that we use Loom to do those videos because it looks really cool when you're, you know, you have, you're, you have a circle around you at the bottom of the screen. So yes. everybody's video looks kind of the same and it, it, they're really, really sweet and really, really nice looking here. One of the cons is that these applications, in my opinion, tend to focus on one thing, but not 
give you a full robust suite of tools. And and I know that you're going to argue with me and I know that people are going to say, but, 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 but when I think of Screencastify, I really do think of a screencasting tool that, oh, by the way, has an editor to it. When yes. I think of Loom, it's a screencasting tool that, oh, by the way, has an editor to it. Same thing with Screencast-O-Matic. Would you agree that that's not too inaccurate? Oh, yes, I would definitely agree, you know. And like you said, I, I tend to use them interchangeably for various reasons. Some are, you know, subtle things and, you know, time. You know, going over to Screencast-O-Matic, that free version allows for up to 15 minutes. So, you know, if you're absolutely desperate, you don't have the premium version, go to Screencast-O-Matic. One thing I like about Screencast-O-Matic, it kind of makes me chuckle, mm -hmm. but the pointer, you know, it's just a little bit more there, especially when you're trying to point and click and show someone how to do something. Screencast-O-Matic's mouse just gives you a little bit more accuracy and um, it highlights more. So that's just one subtle thing I like about Screencast-O-Matic over Screencastify at times. So those are the tools that we recommend. And, and you know, if you're, if you're a tech coach, you, you know that these tools exist. And we're not giving you guys anything here, but I want you to think about this from the flip side of that coin, right? Is it more important about how easy it is to get in and do something and publish it out? Or is it more about making something that can be multifunctional? If I was going to create a simple, quick video because Sue says, hey, Jeff, how do I do something? I'm going to go to a Screencast-O-Matic or a Screencastify and go, Sue, here, thanks, run. Exactly. However, then let's talk about these other tools, things like Camtasia, things like WeVideo, things that are screencasting tools, but really they are robust video editing platforms that kind of also have the screencasting feature built into it. Yes. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit. You're a Camtasia user, right? I am both. I mm -hmm. am not only uh, – uh, my district is – put it this way. My broadcasting class is built around WeVideo. I love the fact that WeVideo is a free um, online video creation tool. I can set up a template, much like in a Google Doc, and I can push it out. Kids can create, they can edit, they can collaborate, they can do narrations, they can do voiceovers, they can add stuff using their mobile devices, and it also has a screencasting tool to it, right? So I look at WeVideo and say, if I want to bring something in and then really make it look good, I'm not saying professional yet, I'm just saying <laughs> good, right? Like, you know, better than basic. WeVideo is a fantastic tool. Now, if I, if I remember correctly, Sue, the free version gets you five minutes plus a watermark. I think Whereas that is correct. For really only a couple bucks, um, the, the full version of WeVideo is just absolutely robust. I mean, over a million stock images, they've got green screen features, they've got uh, you know output to YouTube Vimeo, Google Drive, you name it, it's all in there. And I love what WeVideo is doing. I don't know if you guys have a chance to check it out, but you know, as we're recording this, WeVideo is actually doing an entire creators conference. So check out the archives um, for that conference. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> On the other hand, you have a, a thing like Camtasia. Now, where with WeVideo, you can easily get a quote for thousands of students, and you know, you're down in about that five, six, eight bucks a, a head. Mm -hmm. Camtasia is different. It's in a world of its own. 
It is awesome. It is professional. It is easy to use. Robust doesn't even solve it. But it's pricey. It's not something that you buy for every single student. It's something that you might consider buying for yourself as a tech coach or yes. as a content creator or as a district. And you're looking to create professional looking videos, maybe because you're pushing them out to your community or your stakeholders or your podcast listeners or, you know, you name it like that. Absolutely. That great, great comparison and contrast there. You know, hopefully that, you know, clarifies to you guys out there listening what might be best for the task that you're trying to accomplish. And it really all depends on where the video goes, right? If you're going to be making a video for your kids, great. If I was going to be making a video for Sue, my teacher in my classrooms, great. If you need to make sure your videos are ADA compliant and they're multilingual and they're okay. Now there's a difference between a screencastify and a Wii video and a Camtasia. Very much. There are other platforms out there, right? I am also a big planner and we don't have this in the show notes because it's really not an educational application, but ScreenFlow, right? It's it's made by a company called Telestream and it's it, it's it's kind of Camtasia, but not focused on education. But essentially, they're, I look at them as being the same application. One just has a different customer base. Um, ScreenFlow, great. Again, hundred and some dollars for a year, right? Like it's not educationally priced. Another one that I like to mention is SchoolTube, right? We're going to talk a little bit about SchoolTube later on, but SchoolTube has an amazing video platform where you can create selfie videos. You can create um screencast videos you you can do a lot of stuff using the suite of tools in school tube so even though it doesn't say screencast or whatever there's a lot of great applications that are out there and you know what one of my other favorite hidden gems is susan powerpoint oh yeah there i mean that's so many things that you can do right left under the radar a lot but yeah powerpoint in recent years have has added that video feature I love the fact that Google Slides does video, but you can't create the video yet. But with, with PowerPoint, you've got a full, like a fully editing uh, video suite all in PowerPoint. Plus, you've got all the other good stuff that you can do. I mean, there's so much stuff that you can do with PowerPoint. And, you know, many of your districts out there have office licenses, even though they're Google schools. Yes, very much. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the meeting stuff. We talked a little bit about here about the creation stuff, the publishing stuff, you know, without, with all of these lists, where do you tend to go? Right. What, you know, if, if, do, do you have different tools depending on different resources or you're a screencastify gal in and out or like, what do you use? For, for the most part, I'm screencastify, but like I said earlier, sometimes I do go over to screencast-o-matic just for various, if I need more time. I mean, since then we've got the paid version of Screencastify, but I've never been a huge Camtasia user just because it just hasn't always been a freely available to me. But if I had it, I'm sure I would definitely put it into practice. So for me and what I do, um, Screencastify and Screencast-O-Matic work great. I've heard great things about Loom. Also, um, colleagues in some other districts, they just tend to lean toward Loom over Screencastify. And a lot of times that's just a personal preference of, you know, user friendliness and what you prefer. We want to know what you guys think. We want to know what tools you're using. Did we miss one? 
Leave a message in our comments. Let us know on Ask the Tech Coach, or even so, join us in the Tech Coaches Network and, and leave a comment in one of our topics. We would love to hear from yes. you guys. Sue, here's the moment of truth, right? This is the question that we've been having discussions on. Where do you put these videos? Yeah, so now we've made all these videos. Where are we going to store them? <laughs> and I'm even going to ask you the question, why? Why are we storing them, right? Because there's a lot of great things, but if it's just... Johnny and his his homework assignments, that doesn't need to go up to every major no. platform, right? Yeah. So so let, let me throw the let me throw the pink elephant at you and I want you to hit it out of the park here. YouTube. Is there a place for it? When is the place for it? And what is the place for it? Well, for me as a tech coach, YouTube is my go-to. Um, I uh, create a lot of tutorial videos for my teachers, for the families that we serve, um, especially since we've been in distance learning and such. So, you know, I have a whole series of Zoom videos. I have a whole series of Google Classroom videos and such. So YouTube is my go-to. I make it on Screencastify and upload it straight to YouTube. I don't even store it in my, I take it out of my Google Drive when it's done, I just store it straight on YouTube and go with it. Then when it needs to be updated, I need to make another video anyway. Ah, see that that's right there. That's right there where I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say something here. Cause I, I know of a really hidden feature in Google drive and correct me here. I think I'm saying this truthfully, but you can take a video, put it into Google drive, and then I think you can update that video with keeping the same link. Am I correct in that? That's a good question. I'm not sure that I'm aware of that one. You might have I, just bought me something, Jeff. I, I, I'm going to look into this for everybody here. I'm 98.5% sure that, that, that there is versioning available in Google Drive. Like you can do like if I upload a PDF and I want to upload a second PDF, I should be able to click into Google Drive. In fact, let me try this here right now. I'm no, I know this is an audio show, right? But you, you should be able to do this. But let's take a look here. You mentioned that you put your stuff in YouTube. Clearly, you're an administrative track person and you're making training videos. Is that the best answer for all tech coaches? Not all tech coaches because, you know, if you have some videos – you know, they may just be individualized. I might just be teaching Jeff how to do whatever. So I just want to quickly just send him the link from Google Drive to that. Or you might be a you might not be a video person. And, you know, you may need to just um, you may not have the tools and the means to create videos. So you may have to go to somewhere else and find training videos, whether it be other people on YouTube. And we'll talk a little bit more about SchoolTube here in a minute and just get things that you need that are already out there. Okay. So here's a video Which that figure? I'm going to be definitely putting out on teacher cast as soon as I can. If you're in Google drive and you right click on something that is not a Google doc, mm -hmm. you now in the menu, it says manage versions and you can upload a second version to that. So a PDF file, a video a PDF, file, a video, audio, audio. Awesome. And that is so freaking awesome. Can I say that on my own show? Sounds great. I'll be trying that out after we're finished recording. See, see if it works. And that's what we're going to be doing here on the Teacher Cast Educational Network. It's cranking out videos like that. Boom. Absolutely. So, okay, we talked about YouTube. I, I want to bring SchoolTube back in here. And full disclosure, I do have a working relationship with SchoolTube. I, I, I do their websites. And 
but but I've been a big fan of school too for a long time. It is free storage. It's free unlimited storage for you and your students, and you can make branded video channels, right? Like you can't really quickly and easily, and you wouldn't want to make a branded channel on YouTube. And it's not even like YouTube doesn't even. I mean, yes, they do branded channels too, but they don't really do branded kid friendly right. looking things right so my suggestion for you guys is check out all the great stuff over on school tube this is a commercial this is not a paid commercial but this is a commercial um school tube is great it's a free account you can check it, it all out today tell them that i sent you over a teacher cast they would love that but seriously you you can have so much video up on school tube that you wouldn't believe and yeah if, if johnny and billy and mary and Susie want to start sticking all their homework up there do it. Free accounts, unlimited videos, easily access, easily storage, um, ADA compliant, COPA compliant, you name it. It is a great place. Commercial over. We talked about Drive, right? We know that with Drive, you can add files. We know that with Drive, you can do versioning. We know that with Drive, you can easily stick them up on things like Google Sites and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, OneDrive, kind of the same thing, right? Yes. Kind of the same thing. Stream, we talked about briefly on, on, on other episodes here. Stream is Microsoft's video sharing collaborative platform, but that's mostly internal things, which is fine. Um, personally, I wouldn't have all of my homework assignments going up on stream. That kind of clogs things. However, some of my MIE colleagues and friends might disagree. So everybody's got their ideas of that. The bottom line, I think, Sue, that if we can kind of put a bow here is, it's easy to find a platform. It's just a matter of looking at these tools and going, what do you want? What do you want to be able to do with this? And really, how easy do you want to make this? Right. What is it you really want to accomplish? So where do we go? Right. Because we're sitting here going, there's a lot of great things that are out there. Where do we find the resources? Where do we find the documents? How do we get help? And Sue, I have an answer for every tech coach out here listening of where do we go to find out all of our answers to all of our questions? Give us that answer. You go to the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. That is absolutely yes. the thing to do. And of course, our live show is going to have all of the information this Saturday, August the 8th from 9 to 3 o'clock Eastern. Probably going to about 13 or 14 different presentations featuring hopefully about 25 or 30 different tech coaches. If you're still interested in, in joining us for a roundtable discussion, Hey, bring a friend, bring your administrator. We would love to have you reach out to us on Twitter at ask the tech coach, or you can always email me at feedback at teachercast.net. I would love to have you guys join us for this conference. And Hey, you never know. We might also be planning our second tech coach conference. Sue, I hope you're having a good time. I'm glad to see that everybody is safe. And you know what? We've got a lot of great things. We haven't even started to talk to everybody out here in podcast land about our other adventures in uh, educational broadcasting and podcasting. <laughs> but maybe we'll save that for next week once we yeah. launch our brand new channel on a different platform. We've yeah. got a lot of great stuff coming up, Sue. Yes, lots of awesome adventures. So keep in touch with us and um, find out what we're doing next. You know, just like just like school decisions and various things in our country right now things change in a matter of three hours so stay tuned <laughs>
Absolutely. Keep in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Of course, you can find out all of the information over on askthetechcoach.com. Find us on Twitter at askthetechcoach. And you can always head over to teachercast.net slash subscribe to subscribe to this and all of our shows on all of our platforms. So on behalf of uh, Susan and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.